Are you interested in learning more about how to start your Salesforce career? Be sure to register for our next live webinar showing you exactly how the Salesforce Career Development Program works, our latest statistics, and up-to-date information about what's going on in the Salesforce ecosystem. To register now, head over to talentstacker.com forward slash live. That's talentstacker.com forward slash L-I-V-E. We look forward to seeing you on the next live webinar. Right now, I kind of ninja mentor like I have mentors, but they don't know they're my mentors. You probably don't realize you're one of my mentors, Bradley. Hi, I'm Anita Smith. I'm Bradley Rice. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to the, the Salesforce, Salesforce for Everyone podcast. In today's show, our guest shares the inside scoop on how to form a strong mentee-mentor relationship. I didn't even know what I needed to know. What questions do you have answers to? And how do I get those answers out of you? <laughs> also, we highlight the world of difference getting the right match can make. It's really incredible what can happen in an hour when you're sitting there with the right person. It's, it's really, really incredible. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Salesforce for Everyone podcast. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about something that is really important to, I believe, all of us that are going to be on the show today and also the Salesforce community. And that topic is going to be all about mentorship, how to find mentors, how to be a mentor, and everything in between. So I am really excited about this. And with me today to cover this topic is Anita Smith. How's it going, Anita? Hey, it's going all right. So as listeners know, if you've been following along, I bought a, a fixer upper and the house has been in progress. It'll probably be in progress for like 10 years. But this past weekend, we rented a trencher, which another new tool, fun tool I didn't know exist. <laughs> and we, uh, <laughs> we nicked the water line twice and the septic electrical once, but we missed the power to the house, which is a plus, but yeah, lots of learning going on at my house. How about you? Anything exciting? Uh, nothing that exciting. You guys have been on a journey with the with the house fixing. And it's I mean, it's really incredible what you guys are doing. You're taking on projects that I didn't know you could do yourself, but I guess you can do everything yourself if you actually know how to do it. So that's been fun to sort of follow along with you guys, too. Um, yeah, we're doing nothing that exciting. Just hopping into the new year, sort of settling down after the holidays and just refocused on what we're up to this year. And one of those major focuses is the new Trailblazer mentorship platform that we're going to be talking about a lot today while we talk about mentorship in general. Uh, but yeah, we're going to have a super focus on this new platform, which is going to be free to the Salesforce community. And we're excited to talk about it. And with us today, we have the product owner of the Trailblazer mentorship platform, Stephanie Metal. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. All right. So what do we talk about today, Bradley? Yeah. So today is going to be completely focused on mentorship. And if anyone's been in the ecosystem for long, they know that mentorship comes up fairly often. I would say definitely one of the top three things, especially for beginners, but I think often for seasoned professionals as well. And we always talk about mentorship, but it can be a lot easier said than done, like go find a mentor or go be a mentor. And it's like, okay, well, how exactly do you find a mentor? So today we're going to be focused on definitely helping people understand how to find mentors and mentorship and how to be mentors, but also debuting a couple of things. And so with that, uh, for those of you who don't know, Stephanie Metal is actually the product owner for the new Trailblazer mentorship platform by Talent Stacker. So how has that process been, Stephanie, going through 
I guess, creating something completely new for the Salesforce community. It has been such an honor to be able to create this. A little bit about myself, I was a teacher for the first part of my career, and I transitioned into Salesforce only a year to two years ago at this point. And so it was amazing to be able to work on this platform because I was creating really what I would want and had needed two years ago to find a mentor and to learn about Salesforce. And I've been putting together, you know, questions your mentee might come with because I had those questions and ways you might be able to answer them from my limited knowledge on the other side. And so I just hope that we are able to help so many people with this and give them a little bit of guidance through this mentorship platform. That's awesome. I'm kind of curious to hear how you found your mentor and what challenges you might have run into at the time. Definitely. So I wound up using Salesforce's mentorship program that they had at the time, which worked out really well for me. I was paired with an amazing mentor who had a lot of answers to a lot of the questions that I had. But I know from friends who are going through the process at the same time that not everybody's mentorship experience was the same. Some people weren't accepted to the program, so they were on their own to find one. And it's really awkward to message someone on LinkedIn with, hey, will you be my mentor? Not the best way to go about it, but also creating those authentic connections isn't fast and it's not easy either. So, you know, there's a bit of a struggle to find someone that's willing and able to give you the kind of help that you're looking for. But I'm hopeful that with the platform, we can bridge some of those troublesome pieces to help the community find what they need a little easier. Yeah, I actually went through the same process as you did that same program. But something I found challenging is I didn't know how to continue the relationship. Like, okay, answer the questions. What's next? How many more sessions do we go through? Do I just bug this person for the rest of my career? Stuff like that. So I'm wondering if you have any advice on how to be a good mentee. I'll probably ask how to be a good mentor later on, but mentee (laughs) probably first. (laughs) Makes sense. Yes. And I think that's so important too. I can speak from my own experience as someone who came from a completely different background. I didn't even know what I needed to know. So how do I be a good mentee when I don't even know where to start? What questions appropriate? What questions do you have answers to? And how do I get those answers out of you? (laughs) So I've actually been working to build kind of a guide that takes the mentees through. How do you be a good mentee? And that's one of the headings, of course. And it's got suggestions and it has some rules that are this is how you can be the most successful. This is how you can get the most out of it. And you also mentioned that kind of ending, maybe. Do I bug you forever? Do I not? So we've decided to put a bit of a parameter on that where the mentee and mentor relationship will last for about a month. And at that point, you can thank them for what they've given and then move on. And perhaps that means you do bug them every month and say, hey, here's an update. And perhaps you don't. And I think either way, that part will be up to the individual relationship that happens. Yeah, this is excellent. And a lot of what you talked about is so meaningful, especially with the mentee-mentor relationship, because it is an experience. But to Anita's point, you know, it can't go on forever. And it can become awkward to be the mentor who has to say, hey, look, I can't really just mentee you forever. We have to leave now. And it's I, I would say it's equally awkward on the other side, like the mentee who doesn't feel like they're 
necessarily getting a lot of value anymore or they know the steps to take forward and they're like, uh, I don't really need you to call me next week if that's okay. And, you know, it creates that that sort of situation. So, you know, as Stephanie mentioned, you know, we've built those parameters into the Trailblazer mentorship platform so that when you finish your four weeks of one-on-one coaching or mentorship, you get to that point where it's understood. You know, that was the expectation going in by the mentee and the mentor that this would be a four-week, four-call situation. And then to Stephanie's point, if you want to continue that, then of course, it's two people that are interacting. They can do whatever they want with their lives, right? So they could continue that relationship as long as they they feel that it's uh, valid for them. So I, I think that's a great call out. And two, the mentee and mentorship resources, that was a huge part of what we talked about coming into this. I mean, we interviewed countless mentors and mentees who had been through mentorship and mentee experiences in the past through a number of different, uh, I'll say a variety of ways. And one of the biggest concerns on both sides of the fence was, I'm a mentor, but I don't necessarily know how to be a great mentor. Or I'm a mentee, but I don't necessarily know how to be a great mentee. And so if you go to trailblazermentorship.com, you can get both of those resources right there on the homepage for you. Just scroll down. Uh, You'll see a link that says mentorship resources, and you can get the mentee guide and the mentor guide and check those out. And you'll get a feel for exactly what we're trying to facilitate here to make sure that these experiences are high quality on both ends. And the, the importance of this allowed us to create a situation where Stephanie, like right here on the call, Uh, is going to be the person who is dedicated to this, right? As the product owner of this platform. And that means if you apply to be a mentee, you're going to be one, you know, individually looked at and evaluated for, are you a good mentee for the platform? And the same thing for mentors. Not every mentor is going to be accepted. Not every mentee is going to be accepted. Sometimes we can give mentees guidance that doesn't necessarily necessitate them needing a mentor right now. They might be in a position where there's some fundamental things they need to complete before they really can get the maximum value out of this mentorship experience. And sometimes mentors, you know, we always want to give back, but we may be a little early on in the process or not necessarily aligned with the goals of the mentees that we've seen applying. So there's a lot that goes into this. It's a huge undertaking. So yeah, there's a lot there. Um, I wanted to ask for your opinion, I guess, Anita coming into this prior to this, prior to the mentorship platform we're talking about today, I guess, what advice would you give someone who is looking for a mentor just to set the stage on what the typical process looks like outside of platforms like this? How do you even get your first mentor either as a seasoned professional or an entry-level beginner to the ecosystem? Oh, it's hard because I'm viewing it from the mentee side and the mentor side. Like, mentee side like oh yeah just ask someone for a coffee chat and ask them but on the mentor side that is a big ask when people ask me i'm just like that's a lot of responsibility so what i found helpful that i kind of do it now well i'll try out the platform but like right now i kind of ninja mentor like i have mentors but they don't know they're my mentors I just ask questions here and there, like, you probably don't realize you're one of my mentors, Bradley. Like, I, I have a couple out there, Pay, Emma BF, that I ask questions here and there, but I don't call them out as my mentor, but I, I do look to them as my mentor. So I just kind of <laughs> secretively have different mentors all over the ecosystem. 
How about you, Stephanie? How would you go about finding, like you talked about your experience, but I guess if you were advising someone today, like what would they need to do to find their first mentor, right? Like Anita mentioned, I think that's a solid strategy, actually, like this sort of diversified mentorship where you've got a few people here and there that you know you can lean on. What would your opinion be there? I would agree with a lot of what Anita said. I would probably start on LinkedIn and find some really inspiring people. And I think part of mentorship too, and finding a mentor is that you don't necessarily need to have a coffee chat with them or meet with them one-on-one. It could be, well, this person puts out content on LinkedIn all the time, and it's pretty relevant to the space that I'm in. I'm going to read it and absorb it and put it into practice, right? So you don't necessarily need to sit down with someone. It's cool to have that kind of mentor also and someone you can ask a direct personal question. Um, I also had a lot of success going to my local Salesforce group meets. They meet once a month and I met so many people there. I found once they're sitting down and we have pizza and they have pizza and sometimes a beer, they'll tell you whatever you want to (laughs) know. They already planned out this hour to kind of help with people in the ecosystem. So if you bring a question, you could have four highly intelligent seasoned Salesforce professionals giving you some insight. So I would suggest those groups if you're not a part of. And hopefully very soon, this platform will be another great way to find your mentor. Yeah, I mean, that's a big part of it, right? Like everything you guys talked about is excellent advice. And I would advise anyone like the mentorship platform we're going to talk about today and we are talking about right now is not the end all be all to mentorship, right? There's going to be so many variations that we can go apply in our day to day. And I'll, I'll say the thing I typically go out of my way to do, like if I were looking for a mentor, it would be, you know, probably some community involvement, getting involved in online community groups and person community groups, and then trying to find those individuals. But a lot of times that can be a long play, right? Especially if you think like somebody who just came in, they're struggling with imposter syndrome. They don't even feel like they should use their voice to speak to other people because it's just embarrassing because they know so little, um, which is obviously not true. But just putting yourself in the in the mindset of some people who are you know newer to the ecosystem, it can be really antagonizing to think about reaching out to someone that you put on a pedestal and say, hey, can we have a coffee chat? Or hey, could you give me some advice around this? And some people are really comfortable with that. But other people, I'm sure there are thousands of people out there who just literally have the best questions and could use incredible guidance, but they just haven't hit submit on that message, right? They just don't feel comfortable enough to do it. And I think opening that up to give people that comfortable space to find mentors without it taking months and months of community engagement is a huge part of why we're facilitating this. I think the other part is that the biggest thing we heard from mentors was that They had people who were so new to the ecosystem that they really just needed to spend some time on Trailhead with some specific badges or trails. They really just needed to get started on LinkedIn and actually have a profile to create a good resume, to get a a basic portfolio off the ground. And these are some things that really needed to be done before they could give them a quality experience. And then, you know, we've always dealt with, you know, mentors will get assigned mentees and then the mentees never respond or don't show up for, for meetings. That goes both ways. There will be mentees that get assigned mentors and the mentors never reach back out to them or they don't show up for the meetings. And it goes both ways. You know, I heard a lot of mentors mentioning mentees. And then on the other side, we heard a lot of mentees mentioning mentors. So it's not that we can perfectly solve for that, right? People are still going to be people. Things are still going to come up. But we can do a lot to attempt to mitigate that. And we also have some things in place so that mentors and mentees can report issues and things like that so that we can make sure that we're not just letting things happen over and over again without anybody having a way to 
share their experiences. And that goes both ways, sharing positive and, I guess, concerning experiences. So anyway, to get back to the actual conversation. So let's talk a little bit about this new Trailblazer mentorship platform and exactly how it works. So if somebody wants to, they're excited, they've heard it so far and they're like, okay, you guys are rambling, whatever. I just want to get involved in whatever this thing is that you're talking about. How do they do that? First, they go to trailblazermentorship.com and then what happens, Stephanie? Well, we can start from the mentee standpoint and then we can go through mentor. But if you would like to be a mentee and you're thinking, wow, I could really benefit from someone's guidance, you can log in to trailblazermentorship.com and click on the button that says looking for a mentor. And then you'll have some questions to fill out. And we would like to help pair you with someone who may have similar experience, either from a previous profession or has some insight into something specific that you're looking for. So we do ask some questions that go a little bit deeper than just, you know, name and thanks for joining with the intention that that will be used to better match people. So you fill out all your answers, you hit submit. And then on the back end, we'll see those. On the mentorship side, it's very similar. You'll go and click looking for a mentee, answer similar questions, and then they will go up on the website when it's time to start the cohort. And you'll be able to parse through mentors and look for people who may have that similar experience. I know one of the tags that I'm most excited about is you can look for somebody who was previously in K-12 education. I would love to talk to someone who knows specifically what happens in that transition. And so you can look through the mentors, find one that you like. There's pictures also and lots of other information about them. And then you'll submit that you would like to have them as your mentor. On the mentor side, you'll get some submissions. And we're going to cap that at three so that it doesn't get too overwhelming. And you'll see that people would like to meet with you. And from there, you'll get a chance to read through the answers to some of those questions that were given to, again, better facilitate a match and make sure that you have a good match and somebody that you can really help and guide. And then the matching magic happens. And everybody will be emailed throughout the process, letting you know that you're accepted and then you're matched and then you're on your way. Wow. So from start to getting a mentor, how long is that process? Or like, do you have cohorts at different times or going on at the same time? Can you give me a little more details on how all that is going to work? Yeah, I can chime in on this. So the way that it works or the way that we have it planned right now, these things change, right? This is the way we have it designed in the master plan. And like any good platform, we are going to shift with the needs of the community. And when things work really, really well, we'll continue doing those things. And when things cause you know struggles that are unnecessary, then we will adapt and we will shift. It's not just, here's what you get, have fun with it, deal with it. If it's a problem, it's free, just deal with it. Because that's the thing, it is free, right? This is a completely free mentor, mentee, matchmaking platform. So like Stephanie was saying, you know, you'll apply to be part of a cohort. And the first cohort is going to launch either later this month, January 2024, or early February. And we're hoping for late January. I think we can do it. I don't see an issue. But if we need to push back by a week to do the right thing for the mentees and mentors, then we'll do that. It's an exercise of patience versus forcing something to happen just because you said it would. And that's the experience we're hoping that everyone's going to have as they continue to use the platform. Our goal for this first cohort launch is to be able to accept a minimum of 50 mentees. 
So that'd be the minimum. If we can get closer to 100, I think that would be incredible. And that would lead towards the goals we have for the year, which is somewhere between 600 and 1,000 mentees being given a mentorship experience completely free through the platform. And that would really be the goal for the year. So it will be cohort-based. We're expecting to probably launch a cohort every other month. So that would be like January, March, May. Is that how that works? And then you can do the math or (laughs) the month math uh, for every other month after that. So that's the goal. And that's because a lot of things happen behind the scenes. You know, you've got Stephanie and other staff members on the back end who are going to be number one, onboarding mentors for the upcoming cohort, all the mentors, making sure that they're qualified, making sure they understand how to be a great mentor, making sure they have access to the platform to ask questions, to facilitate their experience. And then on the other side, as soon as those mentors are onboarded, we're going to be taking applications for mentees at the same time and analyzing those applications and selecting those first 50 or hopefully in future cohorts, you know, this first 100, 150 people who will get accepted onto the platform. And part of that is looking at the mentors that we just approved and then comparing those to the mentees and making sure there's goal alignment and expertise alignment so that we're actually putting people on the platform that the mentors can be great mentors for. And we're actually putting people on the platform that are qualified mentees to get excellent experiences from those mentors. And it's so important that we do that. Otherwise, you end up with this big wash of a bunch of people being matched together that have no business being in the same room together because you've got a technical architect mentoring someone who is looking to land a junior admin position as an internal role and wants to be a digital nomad. And they have no aspirations to be a technical architect. They want to spend more time with their family, right? So it's totally different alignment of the right mentor for the right mentee. And we're going to do our best to facilitate that. And like Stephanie mentioned, you know, when you get on the platform, so once you get accepted as a mentee, you log into the platform, the actual platform, and you're going to see all of the mentors that we've onboarded. And like Stephanie mentioned, you're going to see what background industry did they come from prior to their Salesforce experience? How many years of Salesforce experience do they have? Are they a technical architect? Are they an admin, a business analyst, an entrepreneur, a Salesforce MVP, or anything in between? What are they? Who are they? You can go look at their LinkedIn profile. It'll be right there for you. You can filter the results based on just about anything, right? Do you want a mentor that has expertise and certification prep? Or do you want a mentor that has expertise in English as a second language and how to adapt to the environment of landing a Salesforce job with that you know, specific? So there are a lot of different things you can be great at. Salary negotiation, job search strategy, uh, networking, how to become a Salesforce voice in the community. Like There's so many nuances of what mentees are looking for. It's not always just, how do I get an admin certification? How do I get a job? And that's what we're trying to defend against is we don't just want a wave of mentees coming in the door, meeting with their mentor and saying, can you give me a job? Can you give me an interview? Can you introduce me to a company that's hiring? Because that's not what mentorship is. Through this mentorship, they should get to a point where they can find the companies that are hiring, where they can apply for the jobs with confidence, where they can get their foot in the door. And that's what mentorship is about. It's not about someone giving you a job. It's about someone coaching you and guiding you to a place where you'll be able to get jobs for the rest of your life not just one introduction that gets you one interview. So that's really the goal. I know that's a long-winded response, but a big part of this is, I think, comfort of the mentee. I've noticed with other mentorship experiences in the past that we've seen, it's, it's a random matching. So it's just mentor that applied and got accepted gets matched with mentee that applied and got accepted. But these people may not be good for each other. You know, You may have a mentee who doesn't even feel comfortable with the mentor they got assigned. They may have past experiences that make them uncomfortable with that person for whatever reason. It doesn't matter. 
but it's about what makes them feel comfortable and what makes them feel safe with a mentor. And so it's important to us that the mentee selects their mentor. And that's what the platform is about. The mentor does not select the mentee. It is not a random matching. It is the mentee selecting their mentor and requesting that mentor versus us telling them who their mentor is going to be. So to us, that was a really important part of this. All right. So (laughs) two questions. One, can you explain, I guess, maybe the qualification process you go through to pick the best mentor, either Steph or Bradley? So I guess, are you asking about a qualification to be a mentor? Yes. Say, hey, I want to be a mentor, but I don't want to apply and get rejected immediately. So can you tell me what you're looking for right now? I think it's a little bit ambiguous. Unfortunately, I can't tell you exactly what I'm looking for. (laughs) But I think there'll be some things that we take into account, such as how long you've been in the ecosystem, what you've accomplished in that time, types of certifications you have, type of thing. I'm of the firm belief that everybody can be a mentor. Wherever you're at, you are ahead of someone else, for sure. And you can reach back and help them out. The platform is not necessarily the right place for all of those mentors and all of those people who need mentoring. As Bradley discussed, you know, if you are looking to earn your admin certification, there's lots of resources to get you from not really knowing about Salesforce to certified that are free, that are before this platform would really come into play. So it might be that people apply and they think they're ready and we think it's just a little bit too soon. But if they applied in another six months, then it might be the right time. Uh, I don't know if Bradley has any more specific advice. I think ambiguous is the right. I mean, that may be an unfortunate answer, but I think it's the right answer. And it's it's because too, keep in mind, we're going to get a feel for the types of mentees that are applying and sort of where they are, right? And we're going to break this down and we're going to see trend data with where they are, what part of their Salesforce career journey, I'll say, are they on? So you could even be someone who, you know, is way far out in your career journey and you could be, you know, we could have 10 technical architects apply that are just incredible Salesforce talents. And obviously they could be incredible mentors. But if we notice that 97% of the mentees are people who come from a K through 12 background and are looking to transition out and land their first job, then it might make more sense for us to accept more mentors who come from a K through 12 or higher education background who landed their first jobs within the last two to three years, right? That matchmaking might make more sense for that part of the process where somebody who's 15 years into a Salesforce career and is highly technical and an expert at their craft, they might make a great mentor for someone who applies and they're two years into their Salesforce career, they're not really sure what direction they want to go with it now. And if we have more of those type of applicants, then we'll accept more mentors who are further along and more seasoned in their careers. The whole thing is alignment, right? It's all about alignment. And I think to assume that the most experienced person in the world is the best mentor for everyone would just be a misnomer. Like I am a horrible mentor for someone who is looking to become a technical architect. I've been at this for 10 plus years. I've got a few certifications. I've done a few things. However, that's not where I live my day-to-day life, right? My day-to-day life is focused largely on entry-level, maybe freelancing, entrepreneurship, lifestyle design, those type of concepts. So if you're looking to become a digital nomad or work less than 40 hours a week while still providing for your family, I would love to be your mentor. That sounds like a perfect alignment, but I'm not going to be the best alignment if you're looking to become an architect. I think I have like six certifications. Like I'm just not your person. So 
I would just say apply, like to answer Anita's question, please apply. You can be six months into your first Salesforce job, but you might be the only person who checks the box and says, I'm six months into my first Salesforce job. This is the journey I've been on. And I come from a background in blue collar. You might be our only blue collar mentor that aligns perfectly with our blue collar mentee that applies, right? Like this could be excellent. Now, ultimately it's going to be up to the mentee to select their mentor. We're not going to match you. It's going to be up to them, but we want to have mentors who are representative of the needs of the mentees represented on the platform so that they can find those types of individuals. So I would just say, if you're a Salesforce professional, you've landed a job, then consider that your criteria. If you've got a Salesforce job, I would say that after that, we're going to ask you some questions about your background, why you want to be a mentor, how mentorship has impacted you in the past, why you think it's important, all those things to sort of figure out, are you going to pass the vibe check and be someone who aligns with our mentees? So I hope that helps. Yeah, I think that helps a lot and answers a lot of questions because I don't know other people, I was assuming, oh, mentors must have like 10 years experience or something like that. I'm like, "Mm." so question Number two, what kind of time commitment will this be? I I mean, I guess it won't be a maximum, but minimum. I think that's another great question. Very, very minimum. I would say it's probably four hours. We're planning on four meetings between mentor-mentee, probably each one about an hour. But I also think that outside of that, there's a lot of work that needs to be done on both sides. We have discussed a lot that we want the mentees to come to their first meeting with questions, with some background, with maybe an elevator pitch, a resume, whatever it is that they're at, and present that to their mentor to help guide the conversation, which could take some time. Some people will have that because they're job searching and they have their resume, they've got all their interview stuff ready, then they show up with it. But for other people, it might take some soul searching, it might be journaling and that might be what it takes to get to that place where they know what they're looking for. On the mentor side, we have some great resources of how you can help your mentee and specific things that you can refer them to for XYZ. But there are some things that they probably have great resources on that we don't even know about. And so digging those up, finding those, creating those if need be. So I don't even think it would be four hours a month bare minimum. It would be that that's the meeting time. And outside of that, there's going to be some prep and some reflection and charting what you discussed and what those action steps will be, because likely there will be some. But that you can fit into your month, right? And we see that relationship probably lasting for the month. Yeah, that's really the goal. Like Stephanie said, you know, it's the expectation. And this is all outlined in the mentor and the mentee guides. And when you fill out your application to be a mentee or a mentor, it's obviously discussed there. We, we want to make sure that if you're going to apply to be a mentee or a mentor, that you understand the expectation and what you're dedicating to, because this is a relationship and you can't just walk in and say, yeah, I want to be a mentor. And then you get matched with someone and then you show up for the first meeting and you're like, ah, they're kind of boring. I don't know if I can really help. And then you just ghost them for the rest of the, no, it doesn't matter. Like you <laughs> signed up, you dedicated to this person and it goes both ways. The mentee signed up and dedicated to their mentor. The mentor signed up and dedicated to their mentee. This is a two-way street. It's a relationship and it's a, it is a commitment. You might get in there. I, I'm going to be a mentor on the platform, right? So I might get in there and I don't get to select who selects me, right? They select me. So when they select me and I approve them and I say, yep, awesome, let's do it. 
then I'm dedicated to them, right? That's four hours of mentorship time. And so sort of what Stephanie alluded to is that there is more than just the four hours, right? There's the meeting, but I should take probably at least, I mean, if I'm dialed in, this person is a perfect match for me and I know exactly what they need to do. It's probably going to take me 15 or 20 minutes after each call to write up an email to them step-by-step. Here's what we talked about. I hope you were taking notes, but this is what we talked about. These are your action items. This is what you needed to complete before next week. That would be the perfect fit. Sometimes it's going to be not quite that easy, right? It's going to be, hey, here's what we talked about. Here's what you're struggling with. You got to do some self-reflection and and just sort of try to figure out what are your goals? What are you looking for? Like you said this was your goal, but then we talked about this and it sounds like it might not be your goal all of a sudden. So really by the time we meet next week, let's talk about this. So I expect this four hours and this would be the expectation for everyone. It's going to be four hours over four weeks, one hour per week. And then that experience, if you want to continue, go for it. You guys can do whatever you want. But that is the opportunity for the mentor to say, okay, that was awesome. I hope that you benefited from this. The story's not over. Of course, the story's not over. It's been four weeks, right? But hopefully you have direction to carry on for the next four months to land your first job, to get that promotion, to negotiate for a raise, to land your dream job, to start your business, whatever it is, your goals are not the same as everyone else's. So we're hoping that those four weeks of mentorship give that impact, that inspiration, that direction to continue forward and take those steps and do something incredible with that experience. And it allows that mentor to say, uh, with no judgment to the mentee, like, hey, that was our four weeks. Hope you enjoyed it. I've got more mentees on the way. The next cohort's going to start here in just a couple of weeks. I've got more mentees to mentor. So carry on, have a great one. But if they want to continue it, they can because they're people and they can do whatever they want behind the scenes. I will say too, there's something that hasn't come up yet, and I don't know if it will come up. The way that we're structuring this again from feedback from previous mentors is that the maximum number of mentees that you can accept is three. Um, Three sounds like way too many to me. I could probably do one or two. But again, I'm expecting this to be about six hours a month per mentee. So an hour and a half a week, right? So if I dedicate to one, that's an hour and a half. Two, that's three hours. Three, that's four and a half hours a week, right? Like, That's about where I would want to cap because number one, I don't want mentors to over dedicate and burn themselves out. I want them to be mentors on the platform for years, right? I would rather you take one mentee per cohort for the next year than take three mentees in cohort number one, burn yourself out and never mentor again, right? So I think it's all about balance. So we are going to max it at three But my expectation is that most mentors are going to mentee one person. But if they just have a thing and they want to go mentor like crazy, we've seen people do that, right? Then two or three at the max. Yeah. So you already dropped one mentor name. Are you allowed to share any of the other mentors or are we keeping the audience excited and forcing them to go to trailblazermentorship.com to sign up and find out? (laughs) I think we kind of have to go with the latter because mentors are going to change over time, right? So... I'll say this. Don't let this be your expectation if you're a listener. We had an inaugural cohort in December. And so for those of you who are paying attention on LinkedIn, there was actually the opportunity to be part of this first inaugural cohort, which was just one coaching session or one mentorship session with a mentee. So everyone had a chance to participate and get assigned a mentee. And those mentors were people like myself, Warren Walters, obviously, Anita, you were in on that inaugural process, Justin Ducks, a lot of great people, Dave Massey. There are more, I won't call all of them out, but uh, yeah, just incredible people, Daniel Jackson. Yeah, incredible people throughout the ecosystem that were willing to come help us out and 
get awareness around the importance of mentorship and create a little bit of excitement. Now, I can't promise that all of those mentors are going to be mentors on the platform for years to come. They have lives, they have things that come up, having children, doing all kinds of things, right? So there's a time and a place, but I can tell you that there's always going to be incredible mentors and we're always going to do our very best to make sure that the mentees are people who are highly qualified to get the best experience. Okay, one more question and then I promise I'm done. I think it's important no matter where in your career to have a mentor, even as you grow, you know, to larger roles, more important roles. My question is, can you do both? Can you sign up to be a mentor and a mentee? You certainly can if you want to. (laughs) I think it goes back to Bradley's point. The time commitment, you know, doubles because now you're a mentor and a mentee at the same time. But the platform will support it. And we've talked about the fact that we expect really that people who are at one time a mentee will be a mentor and at one time a mentor will be a mentee. And like you said, that's how you keep growing and learning. And that's how you make those connections. So yes, we have talked about it. Of course, don't burn yourself out and do both and take three mentees on top of it. Just you can focus on yourself for one of our cohorts and then, you know, always turn around to give back. There's great opportunity to do that. That's awesome. So I've got sort of a bonus question. I know, Anita, you said you were done, but I've got like one final question that I think is important to the topic and I enjoy storytelling. So hopefully this won't take too much time. But Stephanie, maybe we can go around the table, but uh, would you mind sharing like how mentorship has actually impacted you? Maybe not. It doesn't have to be as a Salesforce professional. It could just be in your life, but just what mentorship means to you and why you think it's an important aspect of, I guess, our (laughs) race around this world doing life. Yeah. So in the Ohana, mentorship is such a big deal. It wasn't something I encountered a lot as a teacher. We had very prescribed... Well, my first year teaching, it was, here is your mentor. I did not get to choose them. And they did not have a lot in common with me. They were a great teacher, but the relationship was just very much, we were told to meet. And so we did. And I learned what I could learn, but was it as fruitful as it could have been? Meh. And then, you know, I joined the Ohana and people are so kind and giving of their time. And really mentorship is such a cornerstone, I feel, of being a Salesforce professional that all of a sudden I had people who were giving me all this advice. And now I'm thinking, well, are they my mentor? Are they not my mentor? Do I have an official mentor? Should I get an official mentor? So it's so kind and so nice that people share their time with you. But sometimes you do want an official mentor that you can call your mentor and you know that you could talk to them about things. So it's been nice in the past to have officially a mentor. But there's also, as Anita mentioned before, I have a lot of people that I, with specific questions about specific things, have reached out to in the past and said, hey, you know, can you just give me your two cents on this situation? So that's how it's impacted me. And it's been so wonderful. I'm so thankful for all of the relationships that I've built that have turned into mentorship or have at one point been mentorship and now maybe are just friendship. So yeah, I really appreciate that. You know I'm coming to Yeah, yeah I know. I already unmuted <laughs> myself and everything. I like what Stephanie said at the end, like mentorship, friendship, because that's kind of like how mine have developed. I forgot to mention Alex Warnicke is one of my mentors slash really good friends. 
I get a lot of good advice from her. But without mentorship, there's just there's so much you don't know what you don't know. Okay. And being able to talk to people who've been in the business been in the ecosystem for quite a long time, there's so much that I had no idea. I mean, one of my mentors helped me negotiate a raise. So rewind a year or two back, I asked my boss for a raise, it was like, I don't know, two, 3%. And I, I came back to my mentors like, I'm, I'm a little disappointed. Is it normal? Because back in my old industry, hospitality, 3% is like, really, that's if you're outstanding. And that is like, you know, the standard, they would never go more than that. And my mentor told me, like, if you're not happy, negotiate. And like, the outcome was ridiculous. And I would have never pushed it that far had someone like not told me it's okay, this is tech, you can ask for more money. Stuff like that happens all the time. Like, I'm just like, glad I asked someone because could have left so much money on the table because of that. So reverse, what about you, your mentor, Bradley? I feel like mentorship has been a theme in my life. I don't know if like, I maybe I just don't have enough confidence. I, I don't know if that's the right word in myself, but I feel like everything I do is because of the people that were around me at the time or the people who mentored me that I, I feel like everything that I've done that's worthwhile has always been a mentorship. Like I pride myself in being a really great dad, but I feel like my wife deserves a ton of the credit for being a mentor to me and telling me what, you know, reminding me of, of my values and what I care about and taking me back to the place where I need to be consistently. It's an accountability partner and being who you need to be when it comes to business, you know, just like business mindset and thinking about how to talk to people about how to create something that's valuable for a community, multiple mentors, right? There's like people from the Choose FI team, like Ed T, Jonathan Mendonza, Brad Barrett, just watching what they've done, uh, watching how they create a community, watching how they treat people in a business. It's important. It's really important. And then going forward now, like that, you know, life has taken the direction that it's taken, which is far more than I ever imagined. There's people who are ongoing mentors, you know, like Anita yourself, people just to bounce those ideas off of Alex Warnicky. I mean, always keeps me honest when it comes to doing the right thing for talent stackers specifically. You know, I'll get down sometimes like, oh, we didn't get as many leads as I expected off of that, that particular thing that we did. And she's like, it doesn't matter. You know, we, we helped some people. And as long as we helped some people, then that has infinite value. And it's like, man, that's so true. Danny Cohen is somebody that I'm telling you, I had a 30 minute call with Danny Cohen once and I got more value out of that. I'll call it a mentorship call in 30 minutes than I've gotten out of, you know, working with people for months and months and even years, just because when you get that right fit, it's really incredible what can happen in an hour when you're sitting there with the right person. It's, it's really, really incredible. So I could probably list off 20 to 30 people who have influenced my career, my life, my values, my finances, and everything in between. But uh, yeah, w- without being surrounded by community and people, I just think that life would be very, very different and not nearly as rewarding and not nearly as impactful. So yeah, again, I think mentorship has been a theme. And uh, yeah, I want to keep that theme going. Well, thank you so much, Stephanie, for coming on to the show. And thank you so much for putting together the Trailblazer Mentorship Platform. Thank you so much. Yeah, this has been a lot of fun. We really appreciate it. I hope that the listeners got a lot of value out of this and are sort of re-inspired by this idea of mentorship, finding a mentor and being a mentor to others so that we can keep this circle of mentorship going and just really creating a ton of value for everyone around us. So if you're getting value out of the show, please just click 
subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. And if you wouldn't mind, just go ahead and leave us a review and let us know how we're doing. And with that, bye. bye. Thank you for joining us today. To get started for free on your own Salesforce career, go to talentstacker.com forward slash start or check the show notes. There you'll find all the resources you need to start earning 60 to 80,000 in as little as eight months, no matter your education or career background. The Salesforce for Everyone podcast was produced by Edmund T and engineered by Andrew Mendonca. If you like what we do at this scrappy can-do podcast, please help others find us by leaving a five-star rating and a great review on whichever platform you're listening to us right now. See you next time.